Hello, everyone. Reggie Young here with Bradley Sutton from Helium Tech. Bradley, if you could introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started. Hey, guys. Bradley, I'm the Director of Training and Chief Evangelist here at Helium 10, spreading the gospel of, yeah. of Helium 10. But um, I've had a lot of different roles here. I was one of the, there's only been like two or three employees on the U.S. side um, who have been at Helium 10 longer than me right now. Um, and now, you know, now overall we've, we've got like something like 600 employees, but, um, it's, it's been a journey. You know, I, I started using Helium 10 as a consultant for Amazon sellers, like 2016, um, around there. And then this was on the radar of the, the founders of Helium 10, cause I was always being in their Facebook group and they're like, Hey, you should come, come work for us. So, so rest is, uh, rest is history, I guess. So, and so if if people who don't know Helium 10, Helium 10 is like the number one software for Amazon sellers uh, by far. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on the podcast uh, and seeing, seeing you enter Helium 10. And, and the way I see it is you are like the guy of Helium 10. You're like the, the face, the branding of Helium 10. I was curious as like, how has that journey been for you? Um, you know, first started out like being one of the first employees and now like, Helium 10 can't get rid of you. Like you're Bradley Sutton, like the image of, of who you are, your voice is to me, or of course it was Manny Coates. Who well, and, and, yeah, and anybody can, here. nobody's irreplaceable, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel confident that I have good job security, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, that, that wasn't what I was hired for at first. You know, like I was just hired to kind of like take on the operation side and, um, and, and be like another, like kind of like subject matter expert, because at the time outside of the founders, nobody at the company had it, you know, had either sold on Amazon or, or, you know, worked with Amazon sellers. But then one thing that Helium 10 has always been good at is kind of like, you know, seeing what you're comfortable with and what you're good at, and then allowing you to kind of grow, grow into different roles. And so that's why, you know, in those days, the man, he coached the founder of Helium 10, he was just, he was on doing all the videos, doing the podcasts. And then he's like, man, you know, I really need to step back and, and do other things. And so, so that was when I, when I kind of took over. So it was kind of a, it was kind of fun. You know, I've worn a lot of, I, I like hats, but I've worn a lot of hats here at Helium 10 too, where I was in charge of customer service for a while. Um, I was in charge of the affiliate program and, and, and then, you know, the content team. So I've had a lot of different roles, but, but this current one has probably been about almost three years now. I've been, I've been doing it. Well, it's absolutely amazing. I think about like, the, just the, the amount of knowledge you must have being in a business as big as Helium 10, having so many different touch points, partners, and then experiencing all these different roles. I couldn't imagine like the level of experience and understanding you have. You're not from like, of course, from an Amazon level, um, being on different podcasts and being in all these different touch points with these experts, but from like an agency level, like huge company level, what do you think like are some lessons you've learned? Like wearing those different hats for somebody who may be trying to find a similar opportunity in their niche. Like what advice would you give to, to somebody? Um, maybe you first started out or maybe your, your own advice to yourself, if you could go back, you know, when you first started. I think it's interesting, you know, um, I've always considered myself to be like, have that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, like, like I've had to work for the man, quote unquote, at different times. And I haven't really enjoyed it much. And I've like worked at, at billion dollar companies before, you know, like Helium 10 is a billion dollar company now, but I've, I've done that before, like in the food industry. And I'm, it was mainly because like, I need to get insurance 
you know, for my family and, and I need a steady paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, um, but half of my adult life I've also spent on my own, you know, running my own business and stuff like, you know, I've run my own business for a long time. Um, like in the whole fast and furious, the car parts uh, thing and, and things like right. that. And I've always liked to, to be my own boss. And so then coming to work at helium 10 originally was like, you know, you'd think that somebody with my mindset would be like, Oh man, you're kind of working for the man, you know? And so what I would, I would suggest to people in a similar situation, like if you're an entrepreneur, but, but you can find like a company in the industry that, that you love, like you still love doing what you do. It still, it still feels like being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, like if, if you're just one of those Gary V types or like myself, you know, who, who hates working for the man, you know, like try and yeah, try not to get a job in, in the corporate nine to five, but you just have absolutely have to, you know, you got a family, you know, like me to you know, support and you need a steady paycheck. You know, you can't always just live as a digital nomad, you know, like, like yourself and you need more stability. Well then find a job that you can be, be passionate about and still do your side hustles. You know, like I'm still doing my side hustles and running Amazon businesses on the side and things like that. But there's a lot of companies out there where if you can find a role that you're passionate about and it doesn't feel like work, you know, and, and now, especially, I think this is the case when, when you're in remote culture, you know, like I, I've never had a remote job before, but now that I'm in it, like even Helium 10 originally wasn't remote. You know, I had to go, it was ridiculous. I had to drive an hour each way to work. Um, so that was the one good thing about COVID. It was like when, when that was when they decided to become a remote company and it was like, oh man, this is the coolest thing in the world. It's just like working from home, like, like when I had my own businesses, you know? Um, so, so yeah, if you find a, if you're that kind of mindset, don't just completely discount working for a, a company like Helium 10 or another huge company. There's companies out there that still allow you to to feel like you're you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely. You know, the way I'd, I've been thinking about it, literally for like a few years, when I was like struggling through, and then remote work became a thing. Just that that level of opportunity to still offer as an entrepreneur, but have that safety and surety of working for a big company that you're passionate about that allows you to still have that lifestyle and that freedom that you're looking for but still have that seat at the same time. So the way I see it yep. is like, to be honest, I literally see you as like one of the top Amazon sellers. Like I couldn't imagine the level of understanding that you have talking with all these different people, the network that you have talking with, like everyone knowing the white hat, the black hat being in, you know, being able to touch the serious sellers group, then eight, seven, eight, nine figure level, apply information on, on Helium 10, the roadmap. Um, so being able to actually hold both spaces at the same time, I think it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about. I think we, we think like, hey, it's, you're either going to be corporate nine to five stuck at a desk or you're going to risk it all. And then you're going to have to like maybe make it and like do this whole transformation. But I, I really love, um, I feel like the position you're in and, and the, the, the credibility that you can leverage now for like the rest of your life, whether you stay with Helium 10 till the day you die or you go and start your own thing, like mm-hmm. the, the amount of like uh, personal brand equity and knowledge and having sat through those different hats that you don't get as an entrepreneur, you know, as a sole Amazon. So you just don't get that kind of things. Um, so I think that's really something that a lot of entrepreneurs can maybe put on their roadmap that it doesn't have to be this all in burn the ships movement. It can be, how do you get in front of, of other people in the industry? And it's not like you did it with a Facebook group. Uh, do you have the, the yeah. understanding, the know-how and there's just everything aligned, the universe aligned. And, and now you're like, literally like, in my opinion, what are the best Amazon sellers, yeah. because you have that, just that, just that massive balance. Like, so 
Uh, to be honest, a little bit jealous there of being able to like, you can straddle them both. Like, I'm pretty sure you don't have to worry. I, I think he told me you're going to um, Chuck Republic to speak at an Amazon yeah. uh, event, right? Probably paid for by Helium 10. I'm sure like the hotel, maybe probably comped and all this kind of stuff. And um, I'm sure you get the VIP treatment, everything. It's like, how do you, for an, for a, a, an entrepreneur to get to that level, the level of financial security you have to have to spend that kind of money, um, it's not easy. And I feel like a lot of people um, discount the, the straddling that entrepreneurial lifestyle um, and then keeping like maybe one foot in in a bigger business that you're just passionate about. Yeah, you know, it's it's different. It's not like, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit. It's not, oh, just because of Helium 10, that's how I have knowledge or gotten out there or just the opposite. It's like the, the important part is the networking, you know, uh, running the podcast, meeting people, going to different events and then getting, getting myself out there. You know, like I've, I've done it on my own. Like I've done this kind of thing before where I just have this, um, like a big following, like on the internet, like I used to be a Zumba fitness instructor and I've always like thought about marketing and how to market myself and get out there. And, and I created this character, uh, cause, cause like the way I learned how, how to do, how to be a male instructor, cause most Zumba instructors are female, you know, was I, I saw like some youth guys on YouTube. I was like, wow, they're like, doing kind of like masculine stuff like i could do this you know mm -hmm. like you know i always thought you know you had to be really feminine effeminate to to do to do zumba i was like no mm -hmm. okay and, and i learned on youtube but then like some of them like i wouldn't have ever known um who they were on you like, like if i saw them in real life you know like like i would go to zumba conferences and, and whatever i i just know them because i subscribe to their channel i'm like okay you know what i can get my name out there and 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 start traveling and stuff but like I could by, by doing videos, but I, I like, I got to think of like a, a, a hook, you know? And so I created this character called it crazy sock TV, where I would be known to like have these create like a, a, like a crazy colorful outfit, but then I would have one crazy sock on like one leg and then the opposite one on my arm. So like, I would only have one uh -huh. sock on the leg and then I cut it off and I would put on my arm. And so people didn't know my name, but anytime I would go to a conference and I would be in my like quote unquote costume. Everybody knew like, oh, that's the crazy sock guy. And then, you know, I got like, this is like 12 years ago. I got like 30,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 30 million views and in the days where nobody was getting those kind of numbers, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a great dancer at all. Well, like I'm not that special. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was because I knew how to market myself and I knew, you know, how to, how to, how to do it now, nowadays, you know, like, yeah, sure. I do know a lot, probably more than the average person, but it's not like I'm some savant or something where, you know, like I know there, there's some super smart people you probably, you and I have probably never heard of because they're kind of like behind the scenes and there's nothing wrong with being behind the scenes, but yeah, you're right. Like once you, once you put yourself out there, um, it opens up all this opportunity. So, so when I put myself out there for the Zumba, now all of a sudden I was being flown all over the world to do master classes, you know, in places I've, I've never been to. And similar now with with when you put yourself out there and and have a, a a decent reputation, you know, where you're not known to BS or or you're not just one of those you know fake gurus who sold on Amazon five years ago and you're tr still trying to make money off of your you know your accomplishments before, but you have no idea what you're doing. You know, people can see through that. So people see that's not what I'm about. And so yeah, you know, like I'll be. I'll be flown different places, but a lot of the traveling you see me do, it's, it's not always me being flown. Like, like to me, travel is important for mental health and, and it's my hobby. So some of these trips I do, like William 10's not paying for it. Um, I'm not, you know, the, the venues I'm paying for it. Sometimes I just shoot, just 
I, I love doing what I do. So I'll, I'll pay it out of my own pocket. People think I'm crazy, but mm. I always make sure to mention that because especially since I've been to the Maldives seven times in the last two years, my coworkers will be pretty upset if they thought that Helium 10 is paying for Bradley to go to the Maldives right, uh, right. every every three or four months. So let me assure right. my coworkers, uh, Helium 10 has never paid a cent. I, I usually use my uh, my travel points and I pay, pay that out of my own pocket to go to the Maldives. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And it's interesting too, because I know you uh, kind of branded a Amazon ranking tactic, uh, right, named after the Maldives. So when all the traveling you've done, and I feel like you've traveled a lot, um, I feel like I see you speaking all over the place. I see the banners on, on LinkedIn and, and, and the Facebook groups. I would imagine you have a lot of travel experience. Could you maybe give us some tips on like things that you're thinking about when you're traveling as you're setting up your, your yep. director of training? You have probably a lot of things to be considering. How do you keep that momentum? How do you keep that, that fluidity in, in your personal life and, and, uh, and managing the business? Yeah, travel is important. So like I said, like for me, it's also one of my hobbies. It keeps me happy, you know, and that's important. You know, if you work a lot, you're a workaholic like myself, you can burn yourself out if you don't have a, a way to balance, you know, balance, balance fun with work. And so um, I love traveling and, and I try and make it, I try and do both things. So sometimes I'll, I want to go travel. Like I went to Japan for three weeks last month um, with my family. And that was kind of like a family trip. But at the same time, I'm like looking for opportunities to work. So I found a conference to speak at. I did a couple of meetups with Helium 10 users, similar thing I did in like, you know, Korea. That was like a, a family trip, but I did multiple Helium 10 meetups and stuff. And so I like, if I go for a vacation, I'm looking to work. If I'm going for work, I look for a vacation. So like I'm going to Prague um, and I'm going to Bali, you know, for the first time. Um, and those are for Amazon events. And I'm going to Puerto Rico for an Amazon event all in June. But work was the primary thing for each of those. But at the same time, I'm looking at uh, TripAdvisor, you know, right. for things to do. No matter where I go, boom, I, I'm on TripAdvisor. I'm looking for top 50 things to do and seeing what's like near where I'm staying and where can I go. I'm looking at TripAdvisor, looking at what are the top rated restaurants, you know, right. um, or the most reviewed or what's been on um, um, diners, di dive-ins and drives or, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, something like that, you know, like, or what's been on Yelp top 100, like, I'm a foodie and, and, and I like, you know, doing Instagrammable things so that that's the way I keep, I keep it balanced, you know, like where, right. where, yes, I travel a lot or vacation for work, but I'm also doing the other thing all, uh, at the same time, you know, Maldives, it's not like I'm recording podcasts in the Maldives the whole time I'm there, you know, I'm also enjoying, uh, enjoying myself. So I think to have that balance is important. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Now, as you were talking about like foodie and, and foodie, one, one of the things that I've been doing when I go to a country and I understand the language, you know, you get like a menu that you don't know what's what. I always type the restaurant in Google and then I click on mm -hmm. the Google search result and I look at like what's most popular and I just point at, at what I like and it always ends up being like, like the top choice. So anyone who- yeah. For US, like Yelp is the go-to, but there's no Yelp in like other countries or like you could look at Yelp, but there's like almost no restaurants. But yeah, Google's definitely the move um, when you're in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And then um, I, you had a really good episode, I think, not too long ago, you had uh, some travel hacks, mm -hmm. um, things like that. What, what, like what kind of credit cards or what what type of like, you had like a really good layering of being able to afford yeah. the Maldives or something like that. If you could expand so on that. So my go-to hotel is Hilton. And the, how I got started on that is because I used the American Express Hilton card. 
and that gives me, you know, like when, of course, when you're using it for like your PPC and, and maybe some purchases and this and that, you know, I'm getting at least, I want to say like five, six, seven nights free uh, a year. And the thing with that is when you get a night free with Hilton, it's, you know, I could have that at the local Hilton Garden Inn, you know, that would cost $75 a night or that free voucher or, or the free night. It goes for the Waldorf Astoria Maldives, which is where I stay at most of the time. And that's a $2,000 a night. So obviously Jeez, it's better yeah. to save those for the, you know, if it, 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 it counts the same, you know, it's better to save those for the $2,000 a night um, mm -hmm. rooms. And then uh, for points, my favorite card is the Chase Sapphire and Chase Sapphire Reserve. And that's because it doesn't tie you directly to like a certain airlines. So it uses like the Expedia engine in there. And so what it does, it, it literally just makes the points dollars. So like, let's say I have like 50,000 points that's equal to like $800. And so I can just look for any airlines and I book it through chase and then it, it, it transfers my points to dollars. I'm not having to transfer points to, to an actual airline. I can, I can do that too. And then that way I can still get more points on the airlines. So like, you know, if, if you were to, if like I use United too. So like, let's say I paid points for a United flight and it's to the opposite side of the world. I am not earning any more points on that. It doesn't count as a flight. It doesn't count as points or anything. But if I use my points on Chase in order to buy a flight on there, to United or to American or to Delta or whatever, it's as if I paid full money for that flight, full cash. Cause that's how it looks like to them. So I'm getting a uh, credit for that flight. So that's like another, another reason why I actually don't have airlines cards. I, I just use like chase Sapphire to, and then I try and um, buy my, buy my tickets uh, through, through chase. Yeah. Yeah. Really smart. You get that, that, that full flexibility. Um, one of the things my, my friend had mentioned to me earlier, cause sometimes I'm, I'm in a place right now, I'm visiting Utah. Um, never thought I would visit Utah, but man, this place is is beautiful and they have i never realized how cheap it is right after ski season there's this beautiful resort called the cliff spawn like a little, a little mm -hmm. pricey but there's no like um you know american united express upgrade or, or something like that but i found out a lot of these places have like these like day passes i spent like 40 bucks i was in this like amazing pool like beautiful scenery 40 bucks like worked there the whole day went to the gym the whole day and it was like $40 well spent because it kind of raises my vibration um, and just making like the best possible use of your travel wherever you go. So I love like the, the balancing, like the work with the relaxing, um, using your credit card points and trying to create that much flexibility as possible. So I think like, you know, having that fluidity is, is, is definitely ultra important uh, while, while you're moving around, especially if you're moving, I could imagine going to three places in one month that must be get a little bit exhausting. I would imagine. I mean, I'm going to like, that, that wasn't all like I'm going to three places in almost four days. Like I'm going, um, I'm flying to, uh, Moldova. We have an office there and I'm spending like one night or two nights there. And then from there I go to, to Serbia. I spend one night there oh, and nice. then from there to Prague. So that's like four nights. I'm in three different countries, not even including my, my, my layovers. So sometimes it can get a little hectic, but like that, that's the one cool thing about Europe is, you know, I was only going to Prague, but I'm like, shoot, when you're in Europe, you're like a, a $25 Ryanair flight from anywhere. Well, so I was like, Hey, where else can I go? For yeah. Like yeah. 30, 40 bucks. And let me visit our offices over there. So yeah, that's what, that's what I'm doing for that one. 
Excellent. Yeah. And I know you said you were in the Czech Republic. You're speaking there. I'll be in Lisbon in like about a week. So maybe I'll pop by um, and hear your, your talk on Amazon. And, and with that, that pivot to Amazon, um, you know, having your, your ear and being close to the ground, both on the software level and at the higher level with, with big sellers and new sellers, what do you think? I feel like you've been in, in the industry for so long, so tapped into like what's going on. What do you, where do you think this, this Amazon marketplace is evolving uh, for sellers here, like in the next year or two? Where do you, like some major trends, like well, how do you see this, this competition or the marketplace evolving? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think first of all, it's, it's making sure you're not only on Amazon, you know, um, I mean, Amazon is still the, the behemoth in the industry, but, but since COVID, I think more sellers realize, Hey, we got to diversify the marketplaces we're on. You know, most of my money is going to come in on Amazon, but there are some people who got shut down during COVID and then boom, their, their sales went to zero. So it's important, you know, to, 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 to set up on Walmart, you know, um, walmart.com, maybe have Shopify, you know, start going into the newer ones like TikTok shop, you know, as long as that's still going, I've had people, I've heard of people having success and then, and then not just focusing on your home marketplace, you know, you're in Germany, maybe, yeah, I'm just going to sell on Amazon Germany. You're in USA. I'm just going to sell on Amazon USA. No, no, no. You know, um, if you're in USA, Hey, sell on Amazon North America, but, but expand, try uh, UAE, try selling in Japan. Uh, Amazon Europe, you know, Amazon Singapore, Amazon Australia. You know, if you have a product that would be, that would be in demand. You know, gone are the days where you just set it up in your own marketplace and you'll be set for life. You know, you've got to you've got to diversify, um, in order to stay competitive, and and then advertising. You know, you could just you know throw you know maybe in the old days you know, like six seven years ago. Hey, let me just throw throw on an auto campaign and check it every now and then. I'll be good to go. You know, there, there's like a million more kinds of ad types now than there was back in the day. You know, they're sponsored brand, they're sponsored brand video, sponsored display, sponsored display video. You know, there's DSP that bigger sellers are doing. There's all kinds of new placements on the product page. You know, there's Amazon posts. There's, there's like, just like so many things that, that you're going to fall behind if you're not keeping up with everything that Amazon is innovating. So, so having a good handle on what people are doing on advertising and then just in general is, you know, I'll be honest, you know, six, seven years ago, you didn't need Helium 10 or other tools to, to, to have success on Amazon. Nowadays, you, I don't see how you could do it without it unless you have like, you know, if you're Nike, you don't need to use Helium 10, even though I'm sure, you know, there's, there, there's tons of billion dollar companies who use, who use Helium 10, but, but you, they don't need it as much as a third party seller. But if you're a third party seller, you know, unless you've got some super unique patented product that you're the only person in the world who could even make it. I mean, without, without a tool like Helium 10, you're kind of screwed nowadays because the sellers are, are like 10 times as efficient um, as they were like eight years ago or seven years ago because, you know, they can just throw in something in Cerebro and find out every single keyword that you're ranking for. I mean, uh, you would have never like, that, if somebody said you could do that like eight years ago, you know, people would be like, that's impossible. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. So, How much does that cost? It, yeah. Like, like, how much does that cost? I need that yesterday. You know, like, you know, I would have people would probably have wanted to pay a thousand dollars a month for something like that. But now it's just like commonplace. It's like, Oh, you know, that, that comes on the cheapest version of healing intent or, or whatever X and Y tool. Like everybody, everybody has something like that now. So, so the game has definitely changed and, and, and that's important. You know, people should never use the uh, term laptop lifestyle for selling on Amazon where, 
where you just start something and then you just like kick back in, in the Maldives for the rest of your life. No, you, you've got to be in in it and innovating and keeping up with technology. You know, AI obviously is new now, um, or else you're going to fall behind. Yeah, and one thing I, lo- I love about Helium Ten is you, you, I feel like once Helium Ten got into the market, it was just all the other Amazon software tools just like basically shut down. Like the market share you guys have, the UX, the constant innovation, the constant touching up. Um, just every time I look at Helium 10, I'm seeing something new being added, being optimized. Um, and when I find this new capability that I feel like I could take advantage of, and I may see it on this one software that may, that may not be that well known or the price may not be that, that, that good. I literally wait two, two, three months max and you guys have a better version and you know, kind of really that all-in suite tool. So I really love that. I don't like as an entrepreneur having a ton yeah. of subscriptions, right? Because it's like you get Gmail, you get the domain name, you get the Shopify, PPC. Next thing you know, it's like all my expenses are gone. But if it's one thing I've always recommended, it's like, yeah, Helium 10, you get you get your value for your money, you get a really professional tool. Yep. Um, and so with with leveraging Helium 10, understanding like the the market, that diversification, where would you say like, in terms of lower, low competition, but high revenue, high potential, probably an easy source. What country do you see as like an easy secondary country to enter to? Is it, is it Australia? Is it UK? Uh, where would you say you're seeing It depends. That? Like if you're in America, the easier ones to do on the listing side, you know, might be the English-based countries, you know, be it UAE, uh, UK, um, and Australia, but, but that doesn't mean that that's the least amount of competition. I would say the, the least competition compared to how big the market is, it would be Japan, um, because mm-hmm. it's, it's between third and fourth biggest marketplace next to, um, uh, us is definitely number one. Germany is definitely number two. And then UK and Japan go back and forth, but the, the competition is almost nothing in Japan really in, in most, in, in, in most categories compared to like the USA, but on the flip side. You've got to have a native speaker who can translate for you. Um, there's some regulations that make it a little bit harder to sell, which, by the way, is why there's such such little competition in Japan because it's not that easy, quote unquote, easy to to get set up to sell over there. So I would say the most the the marketplace with the most opportunity right now is is Japan. But that being said, every single Amazon marketplace, I don't care how saturated it is, there's always going to be opportunity, always because. Yeah. You could have five that get saturated, but then in that same time, there are seven new products that, that got, you know, every year there's something else, you know, like sure. Garlic press hasn't been a thing for, for years, um, collagen peptides or whatever, but for every collagen peptides are now there's all of a sudden, you know, the, the trend was a couple of years ago, I think Ziploc bag organizer, nobody in the world <laughs> had an idea three years ago or had any need for a Ziploc bag organizer. And then all of a sudden it became a thing. And there's people doing like a million dollars a year for a Ziploc bag organizer, you know, so things do get saturated, but there's always some new invention that's going to come. Excellent. Okay. So for people who either want to get started, uh, heard about Helium 10, um, what advice would you give to a new seller literally first starting out? Like, where would you send them and, uh, and, and, and what advice would it be? Um, if you're getting started with just Amazon in general. Let's just say, and then you can definitely get started with Amazon General and Helium 10 and um, go for a freedom ticket. You know, that's our, our, our uh, course that we, we made with uh, Kevin King and it's like 
you know, 50 hours, 110 modules, like the A to Z of selling on Amazon. And that'll give you a good base. And then you, you'll be able to find your, your first product. Like, let's say you're a, a, an existing seller. And for a while you weren't using tools or maybe you're using another tool or something. And now you're just starting with Helium 10. Well, I'll, I'll just hop right into the tools. And, and the number one thing, especially if you've never used a tool that you can get the most bang for your buck right off the bat uh, would be Cerebro. You know, if you, if you've never done a deep dive into your competitors and where their, their ad spend is, you know, like what keywords they're advertising on, where they're showing up organically, where they're getting their keyword sales from, that is great. Cause you know, Amazon nowadays has so much information for sellers, even if you don't have a tool, like you can, you can look at brand analytics or you can look at, um, or search career performance, but, but with those, it's mainly geared towards showing you what you're doing, what you're doing well at. And, and you don't always have the full picture as far as what your specific competitors are doing good at. So that's why mm -hmm. you need a tool like Cerebro. So, so yeah, if, if you're brand, brand new to Amazon, start with Freedom Ticket. But if, you, if, you, if you've been selling for a while and you never use Helium 10, then, then Cerebro is the place to, to start uh, with. Excellent. Yeah, I love that. And then one thing I just wanted to mention is that I feel like maybe a, a unique use case for Amazon is anyone that's in like the market research space wants to understand a market, you can go to Amazon look at the, you know, a few reviews, but the keyword level data that you get from Amazon or for Pelium 10, scraping the reviews, right? Compiling those common words together. Those types of things I feel like in a market can help you identify gender, age, um, common words that, that are being used in the market, uh, associated products, lifestyles, um, so much data that can be pulled off of Amazon that represents what I would call the most competitive marketplace in the world. If you're, if you're not selling software, you're probably selling a product or you're touching a product. Uh, sure. If you're touching a product, if your business is touching a product, um, a company you're consulting for, I think having a tool like, like Helium 10, and like you said, that reverse ASIN, that reverse lookup, um, just a lot of gold there, uh, regardless of people, regardless of their level of selling or what they're doing. Um, just pure market research is just a lot of value in having a tool scrape some big data resource like Amazon to pull out market insights that you can leverage. It can, in so many different ways. So I want to put that use case out there for people who maybe not have thought about that before, um, mm -hmm. and be th maybe reframing how they would use Helium 10 instead of just pure keyword research. There's a lot of other unique things you can do as well, like grab market share, um, percent of market share, um, just a lot of unique things when you, when you reframe, um, how, how you think about it. Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Okay. Well, a little bit of a longer podcast, but I really want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. If you have any parting, uh, parting advice. Does everybody check out, uh, uh, Reggie on the opposite side of the uh, microphone. So episode 454 of the serious sellers right. podcast, you get his, uh, his backstory is, and that, that's why it's fun for me to come on other podcasts too. Cause I like sometimes being on the other side of the, uh, the uh, microphone too. So it's a little bit different vibe, but yeah, uh, th that's the best way to, uh, you know, like follow different things uh, of me, like, you know, follow me on LinkedIn or or on uh, just Serious Sellers podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or even Instagram, or or you can check it out on YouTube. But um, always love interviewing unique individuals such as yourself uh, and, and let them share their stories. And thanks uh, for allowing me to share mine. Sweet, thank you so much. We'll make sure we'll, we'll link down below your LinkedIn, IG, your socials, all that, so yeah, we can see. Awesome. Uh, hopefully, a Zumba, a Zumba session. There we time. go. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, Bradley. We'll be in touch and uh, take care.